welcome to Not Just Rainbows and Unicorns, a podcast made with love in Kalamazoo, Michigan by Nicole and Michael Van Putten. We take topics we find interesting and we research them online, then we get together each weekend and we chat about them. You can visit us online at notjustrainbows.net. There you can view show notes, add your comments, or send us your suggestions for future episodes. Happy Podcast Day, Nicole. Yep. We were going to have a special episode, but we have uh, have a sad announcement that we have to temporarily postpone that due to our talent being unavailable due to other obligations. Well, I mean, Celia is just sick. She's not feeling well. She has a sore throat and she's losing her voice. And so... And being able to talk, kind of an important part of being on a podcast. Right. So we're just rescheduling it. Not a big deal. I mean, it's not sad. It's just... Well, it's sad for all of our listeners who were so looking forward to the special interview. Right. It's, you know, it'll still happen. It'll just happen a little bit later than we had planned. Yes. It'll still happen. Right. It just won't happen when we had planned it. Yep. Um, <laughs> in the fun facts that I learned via my awesome associates this week, uh, somebody posted something that was shared on Twitter uh, titled, Nature is Amazing. Did you know that studies have shown that listening to the sound of beavers enthusiastically munching on white cabbage can temporarily, temporarily reduce stress levels by up to 17%? Hmm. Did not know that. I think of like other animals that I've seen eating cabbage, and it was kind of relaxing. Remember when we went to that zoo and there was manatee and they were eating cabbages that were floating at the top of their area yep they were majestic creatures nicole it's like my favorite tiktok with the goats yes and the sheep and the llamas something about cute animals doing something cute yep we've got cute animals we do we've got a henry who's very cute we have a clementine who is ultra cute that is true Anything special happened this week in the world of Clementine and Henry Tyne? We received our... Uh, we received Hank's Embark DNA results back. We did. We got them back, and Not he, what we thought it was going to be. No, I figured he would be a, a, a mixture, a mutt dog, and he is a purebred Australian Shepherd. He's... He's our first purebred dog. Aussie <laughs> <laughs> all the way. Yeah, Clementine I mean, kind of looks like she might be more of a purebred Aussie, but he is like part Australian Shepherd, and the other part is mini Australian Shepherd. So he's basically Australian Shepherd. He is. They said he's just an Australian Shepherd. He's an Aussie. He's 100% Aussie. He's 60% standard Aussie and 40% mini Aussie, which makes him 100% Aussie. We anticipated getting some other results. Like we thought it was possible that we might see that he had some corgi in him because when he lays on his back, his ears and his face look exactly like a corgi. Yeah, I I seriously expected something else to be in there because, I mean, I, I don't know. But nope. He's... My boss thought for sure that he would have some Bernese Mountain Dog in him because of the, the coloring similarities 
and just some of the, the features that he had. He uh, is going to do some research to see what Aussies and um, Burmese mountain dogs might have in common. He's a smart guy. I figure he sees something that I don't. I mean, I see a cute dog. He does too, but I'm sure that he like looks there and like the algorithm analysis is like brilliance. Yeah, I don't know. I That's no usually idea. what sound your mind makes when you do thinking like brilliance. I don't know. I have no idea what they have in common. All I know is what the DNA told us. So he's he's got that, and he has a couple of genetic dispositions for um, a f- couple of diseases that we need to be aware of. Not that he has them, but that he could be predisposed to them. So we'll have to pay attention to that. Not a big deal. Not anything he has, just something that he could get because he's an Australian Shepherd. Coincidentally enough, there are things that Wilhelmina eventually did have. So that's interesting. And we wish that we had done the DNA test on Wilhelmina. Yes, because I think we would have gotten a lot of information that we probably could have used. So, And having that information when your dog is just a little over one, a little bit more helpful than not having it. Right. Because we can try to be proactive and Correct. help him to live forever. Yeah. Um, he does have allergies, and we don't know if they're environmental only or if it's a food allergy. I don't know what it is. The Embark does tell you his if he has relatives in your area, and he did have a couple of, he did have quite a few relatives dog relatives, which I know sounds really weird, but he has some dogs that he's related to who have done the Embark test. I reached out to a couple of them because I wanted to see if those dogs, if their owners had had issues with allergies as well, but I have not heard back from them. I reached out to them four days ago. I don't know. It seems kind of weird that someone would spend the money, take the time to do the Embark test, fill out all of the questionnaires, and then not follow through on it. It just seems odd, but I don't know. Maybe they're on vacation. People do what people do. Yeah. How did you decide on the Embark test? It had the best reviews and results. So if you have a breed that is not a bully breed like a a pit bull or a bulldog or any of the bully breeds really embark is the way to go if you have a bully breed there's another brand of test that is more accurate and i can't remember the name because we did not do that test so a bully breed If you have a bully breed, don't go with the Embark because it doesn't really give you very accurate descriptions of what the breakdown of your dog is. It just says pit bull mix. But if you have a more of a fluffy dog or a Labrador, Embark is the way to go. Any tips for getting the best deal on that particular test for people who are considering it? No, I just went... just noticed that there was a like a $40 off coupon. I went on Reddit to see if there were any other coupon codes and people said, you know, it's on sale 
all the time. And at Thanksgiving, it really does go on sale. But I thought, you know what, $40 off is pretty good, in my opinion. So that's what I did. I'm looking online and there's an article on a website called thebark.com, which is kind of a fun name for a website. And they said that studies show that identifying a dog's breed by their physical appearance alone is only correct about 25% of the time. Yeah, people are usually wrong. I mean... We suck at guessing breeds. Yeah, I think that... I think that some people can guess correctly, but I think that people don't know what they're talking about. I really don't. I mean, I we knew that that Hank had Australian Shepherd in him. If I had to guess, I think that Clementine is a standard Australian Shepherd, but I think that she has some other sort of shepherd in her. I'm pretty sure of that. But, you know, I'm probably wrong. So who knows? It looks like the other big ones are the Wisdom Panel. That's the one for bully breeds, the Wisdom Panel. That's the one that Reddit recommends. And a lot of people post their results and their bully, they show photos of their bully breed dogs. And they're, they're very accurate. They break down, well, I mean, I think they're accurate. They break down the percentages of what types of breed they are within the bully breed realm and it seems pretty helpful that particular the wisdom test costs in the neighborhood of 160 the embark one costs about 199 but i think that there's lots of deals online for like 160 150 and less i paid 140 no you got the best deal of all yeah the other ones are DNA My Dog for $69, Oravet's Test for 109 So we bought one of the premium tests. Yeah, Royal Canin also does a genetic test that just gives you just a very brief overview of what breed you have and just very standard results. And some people prefer that. I don't know. Did I... you mention the family tree related part of these? I just did. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of cool, being able to... Well, it is cool if you can get people to respond. Yeah, that's true. People people are always the weak link in the, the chain of success, aren't they? Yeah. That has been our experience. Yeah. Well, we had a busy week. We, um, we did a bunch of busy work. We did like our regular jobs we went to special appointments on the other side of the state um do we want to talk about henry and car sickness yeah hank gets car sick and i wasn't sure how we were going to handle it moving forward i didn't know if we were going to have to use prescription medication which it's called serenia and it can be expensive or if we were going to be able to handle it with just not feeding him before we go in the car, or if we were going to be able to use Benadryl, which he he can take Benadryl. It kind of makes him a little, it doesn't make him hyper, but it, it doesn't have the same effect on him as it does some dogs. Some dogs, it makes them tired. It just, he it doesn't agree with him very much. So our vet recommended we try Dramamine, which I've been calling it Dramamine. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> because it's fun to say Dramamine. Um, it's really easy to dose. You, um, 
our vet said give the children's version, which is 25 milligrams, which is the standard dose for a dog. You can look it up online. Do not just hand your dog the Dramamine. Don't do that. Check with your vet. Look online. Be proactive. Our vet said Hank, who is 44 pounds, can have 25 milligrams an hour before we leave. The children's version is 25 milligrams, but they all come in flavored tablets, which obviously you should not be giving your your pet a flavored version because I don't know what's in those flavored versions. And they cost a ton of money. So I was looking at it on um, on Amazon and the the adult version is, it comes in this little tiny bottle and the adult version is 25 milligrams as well. It's just not flavored. They just don't tell you that. I don't know. I have no idea. So I was able to get the adult version for, I think it's eight tablets for $3, which means that's eight car trips. So, it, and it worked. He did not get sick. He, however, did, he did pretty well for he his... He was a little drooly, which we've thought at times might have something t- and as an indicator of... That's, that's anxiety. The drooliness is anxiety. But we also use a treat called Composure Pro, which does help with his anxiety and his nerves. He, you know, he's, he's never been, the only car trip he's ever had is on his ride home from the rescue and then a couple car trips to the vet. And, you know, if your only memory of being in the car is going unpleasant places and you don't really have a memory of being in the car and just going on a ride. I don't know. I can understand not enjoying the car. So this car trip was he just rode along in the car, which Clem loves the car. She absolutely adores the car. Yeah, she really does. Mina loved riding in the car. Yeah, I I think Clem... Frankie Momo did not. No, Momo hated the car. I think Clem would live in the car if we would allow it. She she loves the car. So we're hoping that after a while, Hank will will agree with the car. Towards the end of the trip on the way home, he was happy. He was fine. So I think he's he will slowly get the hang of it. He will be okay with it. And we've got a whole setup for them. They've they've got the whole back seat and there's a fan back there and they've they've really they're in a, a luxurious little backseat area. That new dog fan is really, really cool. Our old Volkswagen uh, Jetta sports wagon, there was a fan that blew out of the middle console into the back, and Clementine it was adored a, It was that. a vent. It was an air conditioner vent. And so we share a car with my parents and the my dad's car is is older so it doesn't have um it doesn't the, have all those modern features it, it doesn't it doesn't have the thoughtfulness of vents in the back seat which you know why would it because it's an older car and so what i did is i went on amazon and i got a a fan that plugs in to the cigarette lighter which surprisingly my dad's car has a cigarette lighter in the back seat because i guess people in the back seat needed to smoke (laughs) i don't know yeah um but the fan plugs in and you can you hook it to the the headrest of the the passengers front seat passenger 
person and then it just blows air and Clem and Hank both love a fan they do they love it and it works really well um I wonder if we're going to get a second one of those to have one on the back of each seat yeah it, possibly yeah I don't know they um they seem to really enjoy it plus it keeps them cool and I think that with the fan on Hank he was a little bit calmer and a little less anxious because he didn't overheat especially because it gets really really hot even though we have the air on in the car it's freezing in the front seat and it's warm in the back seat and this was a relatively inexpensive find you you got it on Amazon which yeah it was, it's not that expensive it's like it's currently $24 like typically retails 27.95. Yeah, I think I paid 20 for it. I'm and pretty sure I did. It has two heads. They're very adjustable in terms of the direction they're going and they push air really really well. It has two speeds. It yeah, it's a it's a pretty strong fan. It really really is. The only disadvantage that we had with it and this is not really a fault of the fan as much as Henry, but he would kind of get his pause down in between the console and he would bump it and get it to unhook he did that once or twice yeah uh, if we get another fan i might look at fans that have batteries built into them because there are fans that are a little bit more expensive but they last for you know the battery lasts for 24 hours you can charge it and so i might look at that for the other side of the car just because it might or be we'd easier. have to run the plugs all the way to the front where he can't reach them. He, like Mina, likes to know what's happening in the front seat. He does. We have we have photos of him. He's now taught Clem how to rest his head, how to rest her head on the front seat center console because he likes to know what's happening in the front seat at all times. And we, we have, I love these straps that you had gotten for them. Which yeah, because they're seat belted in at all times. Because, I mean, we were in a, a really bad car accident. And without them being seat belted in, they would have gone straight through the, the uh, windshield. And so we're very, very serious about car safety for our dogs all at all times. I don't think they would have quite made it through the windshield they probably would have hit themselves really hard in the back of the seats because we got rear-ended but thankfully you were you were ahead of that the one thing that is tricky is Wilhelmina was a, a strong little puller and so she would slowly pull hard enough that she would extend the length where she could get her head towards the front seat and Henry does this as well and so we've um, acquired a uh, variation um from kurgo a dog seat belt loop which we think might make it a little bit harder for him to get as further ahead so rather than just clipping into the seat belt part it has a little carabiner that you you put the regular seat belt across the seat and then latch this loop to that so next time we take him for a trip we'll see how that works yeah we picked that up at pet supplies plus plus Yep. Man, I love that store. I went there yesterday. They were so helpful. It is a good store. They have a really good rewards program too. They And people, I don't think people take advantage of it. You get points for every purchase you make. And 
Hank eats from kibble and every 11th, so every 10, every 11th bag of from is free and they keep track of it. You don't have to keep track of it. They keep track of it for you with your rewards card and you can trade in your rewards points for certificates. So we got $35 off our purchase plus 10% off on top of that because they send you coupons all the time. Hashtag value. Yeah. (laughs) I always say if you have a Pet Supplies Plus in your neighborhood, in your area, go there because you will get a better price. And if they don't carry what you need, just call them and ask them because they will order it for you. They are uh, a pretty good shop. I'm curious. I don't know how big of a brand they are, if they have stores nationwide or what. I don't know. I don't know if it's only a Midwest thing. I have no idea. But I really like that we have one close to our house. I wish their their wash stations, their pet wash stations were better because they kind of are awkward. But, oh well, it is what it is. This is like, you know, the hardship of our life. Yeah. They may be a Midwest chain. Interesting. Hmm. Um, What else have we been up to this week? Well, you took Hank on a walk and saw the sheep at the Sisters of St. Joseph. Yes. It was the second time that we got to see them. So the the Sisters of St. Joseph, they used to have Nazareth College where they trained uh, nursing students. They also ran... A, a grade school for kids for like a long, long time. The building a couple years ago got knocked down. It was like decades, decades of old and was way too expensive to repair. So they finally knocked it down. But they have a um, kind of retirement facility where sisters retire to and, and live. And they are super forward thinking and smart about things. So they have everything solar powered they have gardens they just and they're usually really nice it's a lovely paved route that i walk henry through i used to walk wilhelmina and frankie and clem until they got older and couldn't quite do the distance because it's about a three mile walk to get over there and back and we're walking along the north side of their building where they have their main array of solar cells and i saw that there was a fence and all of a sudden i heard And like these beautiful sheep came running to the fence and they were very happy to see us. All the other times I've gone, it's either been too dark so I can't see them in the morning or it's been the end of the day and they're all snoozing underneath the solar cells. But yesterday we got to see them and they were happy to see us. I'd like to think that because Henry grew up on a farm that there's something familiar about the sound of sheep and so he likes to see them. Either way, he likes to see them, but they are absolutely adorable. We're planning to take Clem over there in the not-too-distant future. We'll pop her into your parents' car and drive her over there so she can see the sheep as well. I got to talk to one of the sisters yesterday, and she said that um, they don't actually own the sheep. They're, They're rented. They bring them in just during the summer because it's too hard to mow around the solar arrays and the sheep chew down all of the weeds and foliage around it so they're good little lawnmowers yeah it's a it's a environmentally friendly way of keeping the grass cut 
you can use goats too, but I was talking to my brother David and he said that goats will eat absolutely everything and goats are harder to keep under in the fence. They are escape artists, so sheep are a little bit more docile. I think goats like to climb up on things too, don't they? Yeah. They might try to climb up on the solar array and see things from a high vantage point. Yeah, I don't know. So they have their sheeps. It's interesting that goat are escape artists. I did not know that about I didn't them. either, yeah. Well, we talked about goats last week with the tumbleweeds and how goats are hired out to eat tumbleweeds because they will eat everything. So I'm wondering if goats would eat things that they aren't supposed to eat too. Seems like they would alone. at least try. Yeah, if left alone. Maybe sheep are more... Maybe sheep are a little more picky about what they eat and they'll just eat the grass yeah they're more well behaved i don't know i have no idea so so the sheep are over there it's fun to know that we have sheep in our neighborhood it hanging is out so. i was um walking clementine and henry this morning when it was really really dark outside i could hear a couple streets over the house that has chickens, they have a rooster. Yeah, I can, I can, I could hear the I rooster can hear crowing it sometimes. Yeah, it's really loud. I am hard of hearing, and sometimes in the morning when I go outside, I can hear it. That is how loud it is. He is two blocks down and two blocks over, so that's how loud he is. And it's not small blocks either, these are pretty big blocks. Yeah, it is really, really loud. I cannot imagine living directly next door to that that would we're we're morning people we were up at five o'clock this morning and that would be a little irritating for me crowing at five in the morning yeah not not so cool yeah i would think that there would be regulations both in the city and the township and i think that's the city of kalamazoo over there i don't know well you're allowed to keep chickens you're allowed to keep chickens but keeping roosters is a different matter because they make so much noise like Regular chickens are just like bark, 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 bark. Yeah, I don't know. Whereas the rooster's like, yeah, very, very noisy. Very. I don't know. So, yeah, those are the animals in our neighborhood. We are a, we have a coyote. Is that a coyote? Yes. We have a coyote in our neighborhood too that wanders around. I have not. I've seen a coyote once or twice a couple years ago, but I have not seen this one recently. But our neighbor spotted it and comment i don't think he got a picture of it but he commented about it on the neighborhood facebook group that exists yes he said that it was just hanging out in his backyard walking around and this is a person who's just right across the street from us so he's just there yeah we have a lot of we back up to a nature preserve though yeah we had a ton of deer we always have deer that's not a big deal but there were deer in our uh, the people across this is a different across the street (laughs) another person across the street from us yesterday morning and Hank was really interested in them and he wouldn't come inside and I was very grateful that Clem did not see them because when she sees them she barks and gets really excited but it was way too dark and she couldn't see them but Henry did see them he did not bark though he was very well behaved he just was very interested and looking at them so he really is i'm i'm glad that he's not as much of a barker as uh wilhelmina and 
Um, yeah, Mina would lose her mind. Oh, my God. She would, like, get so excited. She would have, like, a shriek part. Yeah. It was a little embarrassing at times. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, it was. She was so loud. She was really loud. Yes, she was. So I made sure to praise him for watching quietly. And I just let him watch. I put Clem inside and let him watch. And then I was like, all right, we've got to go inside. It's really, really early in the morning. Yeah. He He, gets super focused, though. He just, like, gets really quiet and he, like, stares so intently. Yeah. Even after they left, the deer walked off and he still was watching the yard. I don't know. Maybe he was thinking, well, maybe they'll come back. Maybe they'll come visit me. I don't know. Who knows what goes inside that little head? (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? Probably lots. We've learned that even though he is like the most relaxed Australian shepherd we've ever known during the day, in the morning, he is a little bit of a wild man. He is ready to go. He's a terror. He usually will wake us up at four or five o'clock. He hops on the side of the bed. And sometimes it's because he needs to go outside. Sometimes because he's up and he wants you to be up as well. So he's been getting early walks. I'm dreading when it gets yeah, so colder and yeah. snowing. I'm like, yeah. what are we going to do? Because well, he's not as interested in chasing toys or ball or anything. He like is not interested at all. We, I mean, we have a slush suit. We have the, we have a slush suit for him, and we have winter coat. So he's just gonna, I don't know. And we don't know how he does in the snow. We have no idea. I do know that he does not like to be cold because, I, when it was chilly out. This past week, it was 50 degrees. It was chilly in the morning. I covered him up with a blanket, and he enjoyed that thoroughly. So he does not like to be cold. And I put a sweater on him. He we seems have, to really like that sweater. He did. He We have Kurgo sweaters for... And these are not play sweaters. These are not dress-up sweaters. These are... The dog is cold and needs a sweater to protect them from the element sweaters. And I put his sweater on him because he was cold and he was happy about that. He laid in front of the door and he was very pleased with himself. So I don't know how he's going to do in the winter. He'll have to acclimate. I mean, he grew up in a barn, so he's got to be used to the cold weather, right? I don't know. I know. Warm uh, barns with lots of animals and it can actually be pretty warm. Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm just realizing now how many Kurgo products we have in our home. Well, that's because Kurgo is guaranteed. It's got a lifetime warranty. I'm not Uh, dumb about buying products. Weather beater winter coats and Kurgo sweaters is guaranteed for life. When you buy a dog product, you got to make sure it's got a good warranty because if not, you're going to buy it again and again and again. They uh, have backseat barriers too. Yeah, they do. But the backseat barrier we have, we have it for a reason. They've got one that goes across the top so they can't come through the middle. But then they also have one that attaches to the back of seats and makes the platform so you wouldn't have to lug all the crates in and could have your seat back further. Hmm. That might be an upgrade for us in the future. Yeah, we'll have it's to always good to do some shopping for dog <laughs> while gear while you're doing podcast. a podcast. <laughs> I knew there was a reason why we um, so we, had a lot of their stuff. I just didn't know why it was. So we're talking about shopping, that girl math. That's another topic. 
So girl math is a part of a podcast that is very, that's become famous on a radio show. And the girl math is how you can, how to word this, how you can justify spending a large amount of money on something that you really don't need. And you are really, really good at this. <laughs> it's how you get a large purchase down to zero dollars, even though it's still a large purchase. So one of the girl math things is a woman called in and said, I want to spend $4,500 on tickets to Taylor Swift. And the women on the radio show got it down to essentially zero dollars because, you know, plane fare, getting there, um, hotel rooms were like, well, hotel rooms, you'd have to pay rent anyway. So that's zero dollars because you'd be paying money for lodging, even if you were at home. Food, you'd have to pay food for at home. So that's that that's negligible because you'd be paying for food whether you were at Taylor Swift or whether you were at home. Zero dollars. Um, entertainment, the tickets, would you be paying for entertainment when you were at home or tickets for Taylor Swift? Zero dollars. So that's that's girl math. That's how they justify spending money on things. And you are pretty good at girl math. Because I didn't even know. I, I'm proud of myself. I do not like to spend money on things, especially expensive things. But you can justify spending well, money. Functional reasons why. It's like... And I mean, I'm, I'm the one who's like, hey, you found a pair of shoes or a pair of pants or something that you like, buy 10 pairs. Yeah. And sometimes you really legitimately talk me into spending the amount of money. Give me an example. I, I don't know. It just like a pair of sneakers or just really dumb things that logically I know that I should just go ahead and purchase because it's a pair of sneakers and it's just stupid. But just girl math. And I will never forget the logic behind their the making the purchases and just how they reduce a stupidly expensive purchase to zero dollars by just working their way through it. Because I do not spend money easily. This I, is true. I you don't. are pretty thrifty when it comes to the dollars. Yeah, I I really, really am. Whereas if you find something that you want, you just go ahead and just buy it. I'm like, oh my God, did you look for a coupon code? Did you wait for it to go on sale? <laughs> did you did you look at seven other websites to see if it was less expensive other places? Well, that makes it sound like I don't look for a good deal. And I do, but there are certain things that just don't go on sale. Yeah, and sometimes when you say that to me, I'm, I look at you and I think, no, that is not true. Everything goes on sale sometimes. Everything. And well, there's if always... If it does go on sale, it goes on sale not by much. And there's always a coupon code. Every dollar counts. Every single dollar. Yeah, Even if, if it's 10%. Can, if you can save $5, but you have to wait nine months to save the five bucks, I'm just like, just buy it. Just Everything goes on sale. Just Everything. do it. Nope. Everything goes on sale. Um... Can we talk about that just do it thing for just a second? Because since I am bringing it up in conversation, 
I don't know what you're talking about. So I was saying, like, you know, if, if it's on sale, just do it. We watched a documentary about Nike this past week, and we learned through the movie where the phrase just do it came from. Which Is that I, really where it came from? I don't know if it's an urban myth or not. I would think that they they wouldn't get a fact like that wrong for well, I mean, a movie. Tons of stuff is not right in movies. It's all the way down in the bottom of our list to talk about, by the way. I, I, I don't know if that's... So it's evidently, it's on Wikipedia, the founder of Whedon Kennedy Agency, Dan Whedon, credits the inspiration for his Just Do It Nike slogan to death row Gary Gilmore's last words. Oh Let's God. do it. So he didn't actually say just do it, like flip the switch and kill me, but it was inspired by a death row inmate who said, let's do it when he was being executed. I was more nervous or irritated or angry about the fact that he paid that poor woman who designed the the Nike logo $37. I kept thinking, did she get any more money? She did. Okay. It was many years later. Um... But they did make that right because a lot of people were uh, upset about it. So it it took 17 and a half hours for Carolyn Davidson to make the swoosh and it became a global icon. She was paid $35 for her work, which was, you know, way back in the day. This article doesn't have information about it, but Nike did go back and pay her more money many years later to recognize the value that her hard work contributed to the brand. Jeez, oh, Pete. All right, well, going backwards, um, I wanted to talk about the Mandela effect, which I was shocked you did not know what this is. Yeah, I did not. I mean, when you, when you described it, it made sense to me, but I... I I, like, know what a Mandela is, uh, you know, like the whole monk shaving little bits of color and making complex patterns, and then they sweep it away. But the Man- Mandela, man- how do you say it? Mandela? Man- Mandela. Mandela. Mandela effect? Mandela. How do you describe that? What is a Mandela effect, It's Nicole? an observed phenomenon in which a large segment of the population misremembers a significant event or shares a memory of an event that did not actually occur. Do you have an example of this? Well, the the whole Mandela effect, the term was coined because the person who made it up, not made it up, the person who coined the term, um, she discovered that a significant number of people at a conference that she was attending in 2010 shared her memory that Nelson Mandela had died in prison during the 1980s when, in fact, he was released from prison in 1990. So it is named after Nelson Mandela right? versus a mandala, which is what I described before. Right. You set me up to look like a smart person. Um, But he was very much alive and, yeah, whatever. Um, So there you go. That's what a Mandela effect is. So... I was just, I, I knew what a Mandela effect was, but I, w- I just looked up some popular ones. So um, if you pictured Richard Simmons in your head, do you picture him um, 
did Richard Simmons wear a headband? I would say yes, he did. No, he, he didn't. didn't always, but I think that yes, he, he did. He never did. Are you serious? Dead serious. He I never wore a headband. Actually, Halloween costumes are sold of Richard Simmons, and people who draw. If you if you Google Richard Simmons Halloween costume, pretty much a hundred percent of people wear a headband. Richard Simmons never wore a headband. Yeah, he never wore one. Sorry. Hmm. I think he did. He did not. I, I feel like in watching like the sweating to the oldies and all of his nope. aerobic stuff that he did at one point in time. The uh, the Monopoly man, when you picture the Monopoly man, yes. does he have a monocle? Um, Everyone, take a moment. Picture hmm. the Monopoly man. See, now I'm I, like, I want to get it right. So I'm kind of thinking like, what do I think and what, what's actually... I'm going to say yes. No, he does not. The Monopoly man has no monocle. Is it, it? I know who does have a monocle. Who? Mr. Peanut. Oh, that I don't know. The old classic Mr. Peanut does. So the song by Queen, We Are the Champions of the World. That's not the title of the song. Is that what the question is? Can you say to me that those are the correct lyrics? We are the champions of the world. I don't think that's the lyrics. Yeah, that's not the lyrics. Everyone always says that. We are the champions of the world, but that's not the correct lyrics. It just says we are the champions. Some people also say we are the champions, my friend, but it's just we are the champions. I'm looking this up because... Yeah. Everyone misremembers stuff, and then it just falls into the zeitgeist, and people just, yeah. Um, Publisher's Clearinghouse? Yes. When you think about the Publisher's Clearinghouse, who do you think about? If the Publisher's, if you were going to win Publisher's Clearinghouse, who would come to your house and give you that big, giant check? Ed McMahon. Yeah, guess what? Ed McMahon never affiliated with Publisher Clearinghouse. Then why did I? Th- why do I think of him? No one knows it. And so honestly, it's collective misremembering. Yeah, no one knows why he was stuck with Publisher's Clearinghouse, but he never was affiliated with them. Never did anything about it. Yeah, um, I- I'm gonna. I'm wondering if you will get this one. In Star Wars, what is the famous line that Darth Vader says? Are you talking about the movie Star Wars or are you talking about the Star Wars franchise? Oh my God, I don't know. Okay, so a famous line for him. Until like four hours ago, I was calling it Star Trek, so So work with me here. In the movies, The Empire Strikes Back, he says the famous line, Luke, I am your father. (laughs) Guess what? He never says that. Uh, Are you sure about that? I promise you. Darth Darth Vader says, if you only knew the power of the dark side... Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. Skywalker says, he told me enough. He told me you kill him. Vader says, no, I am your father. He never says that. Hmm. Yep. 
Sorry. All right. So I'm going to Snopes on this and I'm calling bullshit. I'm looking at Snopes right so now. So it says, no, Darth Vader didn't actually say, Luke, I am your father. <laughs> mm. So what does he actually say? Scroll down a little bit and you'll find the dialogue I just read you. And it is in The Empire Strikes Back. Sorry, I just ruined everything for you. You said, no, I am your father. Yep. Well. It's not the same. So he didn't say, he didn't say, Luke, I'm your father, but he said, no, I'm your father. Eh. I don't know. That one's meh. That's on the meh scale for your Mandela effect, I think. I don't know. Yeah. So there you go. But. You know, those are just. I at the least most... got right that it it wasn't in Star Wars. Oh my God, it is in Star Wars. The no, but it's in the Empire Strikes Back. That's not technically Star Wars. Star Wars Dude. was the first movie. If someone were to say to you, "I want to watch a Star Wars," well, saying I want to watch a Star Wars movie versus. I want to watch Star Wars. Star Wars means the first film, episode four, A New Hope. Okay. I can't have this conversation with you because... And, and the quote is, from that movie would a, be, I way too find nerdy. your lack of faith disturbing. It is A, way too nerdy, B, way too specific, and C, it's ridiculous. Come on. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I will say that The Empire Strikes Back is one of my favorite movies from the Star Wars franchise. Oh, uh-huh, okay. Star Wars franchise. So you just admitted that I was right. Thank you very much. No, I didn't. All right, it's moving on. It's the name of the franchise. It doesn't mean that the movies are all named Star Wars. Moving on. There's a hurricane. Darth Vader. Yeah. There's a hurricane that's hitting California or the West Coast. It's hitting the West Coast, Las Vegas, California, Arizona. Yeah. And it's the first time a hurricane has... Well, actually, it's a tropical storm right now. But it's the first time they've had a massive storm like this hit that area since 1939. And so the people who are... The people who live over there are experiencing weather that they haven't experienced, well, most of them, pretty much everyone, ever in their lives. Like, for instance, the people in Las Vegas, they get about a quarter of an inch of rain. And they're now getting six inches of rain at a time. So imagine that that's going to cause a lot of erosion and stuff. It's causing a lot of trouble. And people aren't prepared for severe weather. And I realize that we're now speaking about this and they're getting the weather right now. So me saying you need to have this stuff to prepare is way too late but you know the six p's proper preparation prevents piss poor performance even during a something something yeah you you need to prepare for weather and six inches of rain may not seem like a lot to people from michigan but it's a lot of water for someone who lives in the desert a lot as it flows and there's like a whole irrigation water flow challenge since all the construction that they've done in that part of the country and all of the waterways that they've diverted or blocked up and like all of the drainage ditches and stuff that they've done yeah we've had a couple of episodes where we talk about my crazy prepping 
and you just, crazy prepper. Just to go over a few of the things that people should have if you have severe weather headed your way. And I realize that the people who are experiencing the severe weather right now, this is way too late, but if you have severe weather headed your way and you, you have a few have days. You should have listened to a previous episode. Right. There, We're not I'm, late. I'll, I'll link the episode, the prepping episode in the show notes. And it's the episode's called It's the End of the World as We Know It, which it's not. Don't panic. You're all going to be fine. Don't worry. Um, you should have just some general things in your house to help you get through severe weather. Everyone should have this. The government recommends it. Even if you don't agree with the government, just, you know. Is it an iPod? Just think about For things like that you should have in your home Drain a to get through some times that you might not have electricity or access to the supermarket so you need water enough water for each person a gallon of water per day for each person for up to five days and that includes don't forget your pets yeah don't forget your pets um food also i could never forget food you have to have enough food for each person for five days it's very simple when we were without power, peanut butter and jelly. And we did ketogenic peanut butter and jelly. Peanut it butter, good. it really was. And it's so simple. It's easy to make. Did we get sick of it? Honestly, no, nope. we really didn't. <laughs> it's so easy to make. It's so simple. And it's really good. It really is. And it's easy to clean up the mess. Because when you don't have electricity, you don't want to be washing dishes. We yeah. used the same knife. We just kept washing it over and over. Just lick it and put it right back <laughs> in the drawer. And it, I'm, it's just so easy and it's, it's comfort food. Honestly, it's comfort food. And if you want, you can add some crackers, some chips, some pretzels, some popcorn. We didn't add those things, obviously. Some nuts. Just add in just various crunchy things on the side so easy peanut butter and jelly done if you want to get fancy do beans and rice if you can eat them but food you need food and don't forget your pets um an important thing that people do not think about everybody's going to think oh i need paper towel i need whatever wipes you need wipes i'm sorry i know they're a scourge on the environment you are going to want wipes not only to clean up things, but to clean up yourself. Because after two days of not having a shower, you're going to think, where have I gone wrong in my life? <laughs> because right now, I can't stand myself and I can't stand the human I'm living with. Just get yourself some... You felt some... that way about me? You couldn't stand <laughs> me? I'm, I'm a delight. Just get yourself some baby wipes. Just do it. I'm a national treasure. Costco has huge boxes. They're two cents a wipe. They are invaluable. You can do so much with baby wipes. Wipe your dog off. Wipe your spouse off. Wipe you off. Wipe everything in your life off. Sounds like an old, you can get your degree in TV, VCR <laughs> repair, computing, <laughs> financial, or get your degree. We use baby wipes for everything. It's not just for babies. Yes. We don't have a baby. We've never had a baby. We use so many baby wipes. Maybe I shouldn't be admitting this because they are terrible for the environment. 
yeah, they're fantastic. You also want lanterns and flashlights. We have lanterns that are solar powered and... We also have ones that are crank powered too, just in case there's no sun. Well, the solar powered ones are cranked powered and they also charge regularly, but they last about, I think, 18 hours, 18 to 20 hours between charges. And they are really bright. They have a flashlight and they are a lantern. Plus we have standard flashlights. We have candles. You're going to want to see in the dark. There's no two ways about it. When the power goes out, it's really friggin' dark. It's really, really dark. You will be shocked at how dark it is. I know that sounds really stupid, but you will be surprised at how dark it is when the lights go out. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you think, oh, it's going to be dark. No, it is really dark. It's like, it's really dark. So just get yourself some flashlights, some lanterns, a headlight, just lights. Um, You need weather-specific supplies. If you live in a place where it doesn't snow, then don't worry about coats and boots and hats. But you need some rain boots. We had to worry about coats and boots and hats. We did. But, you know, get some rain boots, some wellies, and a rain jacket, and make sure that every person in your family has those supplies. Weather-related clothing. Get your dogs a rain coat, because guess what? You're going to be going out in the rain. And you're all going to get wet and it's going to suck. Um, you are going to need a heat source and or a fan because it's going to get cold or it's going to get really hot. And if you have a generator, you can plug those things in and you will be much more comfortable. If you can afford it, a generator. We hired an electrician to hook up a full house generator and it was the best money we have ever spent. We're so glad we have it. First aid supplies. We have a huge first aid kit. I honestly could probably do a minor surgical procedure with the first aid kit we have. And will I ever use it? No, but I'm just glad I have it. Um, Basic home repair supplies, tarps, gloves, tools. Just watch for them to go on sale and just slowly purchase them and make sure you have them. You know, if you have a huge hole in your roof and rain is coming down, you're going to want a way to cover that hole up just to mitigate the amount of water that's coming in your roof. It's common sense. Um, Cash, because guess what? When the power goes out, you can't use the ATMs anymore. Apple Pay doesn't work in that case. It doesn't. And you are going to want to have a way to pay for things. Um, Documents. Have your important documents, birth certificate, driver's license, passport, your kids' IDs, things like that. Put them in waterproof bags and know where they are. Don't need to be fumbling around in the dark for them. Just know where they are. Um, Fuel. How many trips to the gas station did you make? (laughs) Couple. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Michael's hobby when we lost power was driving to the gas station. It was just something you're going to have to do it. I got real good at it too. Yeah. Because filling a generator with fuel is just something you're going to have to do if you lose power. So just 
have a backup of fuel and know where the closest gas station is and know that you can get there and know that they're going to be open and that they're going to have fuel and that the fuel pumps will work. And it's actually not a, a bad idea to have uh, multiple gas containers. Right. That's, yeah. So that you can put gas into them. Last thing, entertainment. We have a huge bin of games, card games, board games, games that do not require electricity. And I am so glad that we had those because I would have forced Michael to reenact movies from the internet. I was... Boy, that would have been a treat. <laughs> I, was, I was desperate for entertainment. But we played board games and it was actually fine. We passed the time by playing board games and refueling the generator. It was fine. Everything was okay. But we didn't have internet. It sucked. It really did. But we learned the rules to a lot of different card games. And if you have children, it's going to be it's going to be hard. So have a stockpile of games to play. Entertainment. I did find it interesting that some of the games that we had that we played over time, we noticed that different manufacturers of said games had different rules. Yeah, we did. We learned that the rules were different at different... Like Rummy, R- Rummy Cube? Rummy, Rummy Tile? Rummy Tile, yeah. Yep, different places had different rules. So we actually chose which rules we liked better and we played those rules. So, you know, just have some games that you like to play and keep those games either in storage or if you play games on a regular basis, know where they are and realize that if the power goes out, we are a society that is very reliant on the internet and our technology and you will be thrown back into the early 90s and you will be playing games which is not a bad thing. It just is what it is. You start to long for a telephone attached to the wall to talk to people on. Yeah, so that's that. Um, Speaking of games that are reliant on technology and the internet, we downloaded uh, Big Brain Academy on the Nintendo Switch. This has nothing to do with hurricane preparedness. There was a sale on multiplayer multiplayer games. games on the Switch that ended... Oh, it ends today, actually. Um, we, uh, we've we played Big Brain Academy before on the Nintendo Wii, which, yes, I still use the Nintendo Wii. Man, that was a good system. It still is a good system. I still use it. I enjoy it thoroughly. The Nintendo, uh, the Big Brain Academy for the Nintendo Switch is pretty similar to the, the Wii. It is just as hard. <laughs> They have different difficulty levels that you can play. And I quickly found out that I I suck at all of the games, even if I play at the difficulty level of a child. <laughs> what they consider sprout level, which I think is for an elementary school kid. Yeah, it actually encourages you to select that level if if you have young children. Yeah, it made me feel very stupid. There's no you other way to put let it. Make you feel stupid. Just the other versions are just that much harder to play. That game is really hard. 
if you want to play a game that challenges your brain and makes you feel like an inferior human, that's the game to play. It's counting, it's logic puzzles, it's, uh, what else is it? Memory. Yeah, it's it's logic pro <coughs> problems, memory, uh, spotting the difference between things, trying to figure out what angle something is being viewed from. Oh, God, that one is hard. Yeah, there's like a couple that were like, oh, no, no, no. There's one that I was pretty good at, and that was an image would slowly appear of an animal, would slowly like dissolve backwards dissolve i was really good at that one but that was the only one i was good at i think you're cutting yourself short there's you're pretty good at several of the games in there the one where you had to finish the train track so the train could go from point a to point b that one was tough there's that game is not easy so big brain academy puzzles yeah it's a hard game yeah, but a fun game. Yeah, it's fun. I'm and not. We, I'm not saying we saved don't 30% play it. On it, which was pretty good. Yeah, I'm not saying don't play it. I'm just saying play it with your kids, and then I wish they would make more uh, two-player games, multiplayer games. They call them couch co-op, so not online multiplayer, but games that you can play locally with your family that are fun. Yeah. Where everybody plays at the same time, not like you take a turn, I take a turn, so you can experience it together. There's still quite a gap of that particular type of game available. Yeah. So, and then lastly, well, we talked about... We've been watching all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, um, we talked about the Nike movie. That Air. was a good movie. It was. It's on Amazon Prime if you want to see it. It's how... Uh, Nike shoes started. It's about Matt Damon. <laughs> it's not about Matt Damon. It's about how Nike shoes started their sports celebrity endorsing sneaker line with Michael Jordan. That's yeah. what it's about. So Amazon Prime, it's there. We also watched um, Strange Planet on Apple TV, which is a cartoon show. And I kind of enjoy it. It's based on a book which I'm not sure how this is based on a book, but it is. It's very logical, I want to say. Yeah. It was a an artist who made a comic series and then it developed into a book. But they, they're very human, but they have different phrases and words to describe very human things. But it, it is a very la- laid back, very enjoyable show. Yeah. Gratitude. Gratitude. Uh, and then we watched Solar Opposites, which is a show we've been watching for a while now. Their new season is out. We watched the whole season. I enjoy Solar Opposites. It's very fun. The one uh, character, the main character, has a new voice, which you get used to very fast. Um, Solar Opposites is its a good show. It's an alien show. The wall, man. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I don't know. If you haven't seen it, it's it's a good show. It's in the same quirkiness of Rick and Morty, Ryan yeah, Stimpy, yep. The it's, Simpsons. It's, it's good. smart, fun humor. Yes. We watched some reality 
TV, which is a little Some. bit, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit of a departure of what we normally do. We have not watched all of the episodes of these series. We've just been flipping around on reality shows. So the reality TV that we've watched is we tried Gordon Ramsay's Food Stars. I just wanted to see what it was. And we decided that it's kind of like a cross between the Food Network all stars and it did not work it was because none of those people had businesses where they were actual cooks some of them had businesses where they just had a food idea yeah and gordon ramsay was requiring them to cook food and so they he was throwing people who did not know how to cook into a cooking situation and they were failing miserably well of course they were failing because they, they weren't chefs they weren't chefs they don't know how to cook and they, so they took people who were entrepreneurs and either yeah. had a product or a service or a business. And like some of the people had a food truck. One of the people had like a restaurant, but other people had like invented like a sports drink or something else. Yeah. And so they kept, I mean, the whole thing was them putting them into kitchen nightmare type scenarios where you have to figure out how to run a restaurant on the beach. And they, made some raw hamburgers for people yeah, and, and, and they're not professional food people right. and yet that's what the show is about yeah and he wanted them to cook meals and plan meals and be cooks and of course they're not cooks because they don't know how to cook because they're not they're not pushing that they are cooks there was one guy i think who owned a restaurant and i don't even think he knew how to cook because he owns the restaurant. Just because you own a restaurant doesn't mean you can cook food. The show had really good production values. It had a decent budget. Yeah. It had well, it's Gordon a, a lot of things yeah. going for it. And that stuff kept it together for a certain amount of time. We watched, what, three episodes, four two and episodes? A half, two and a half episodes. Something like that. Two and a half. And we might come back to it and watch more. It's not a steaming turd of awfulness, but it's not like... It's not fantastic. It's not no Vanderpump Rules. It's no Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. It's not a Food Network show. If you're looking for that, watch those instead. Yeah. Um, we also watched uh, Stars on Mars, which is on Hulu. And this show is kind of fascinating. It's celebrities like not even B-list celebrities. This well, I guess there was an A-list celebrity, The Little Mermaid girl um it's it's such a weird show it's um the host is william shatner and it's the premise is you take all of these celebrities and athletes and you put them in a simulated environment in australia where they pretend they are on mars and they compete for and i'm not kidding you a trophy and to be the to have the bragging rights of saying they were the last celebrity in this bunker in a simulated environment on Mars, otherwise known as Australia. <laughs> That's it. They have no money. It's just bragging rights and a trophy. And they get patches, like literal sew-on-your-shirt patches. Uh, There's uh, something charming about the show <laughs> that is very interesting but they yeah. they try to have some drama and stuff but like the the per the fun personalities of the people I enjoy I don't 
I don't like the drama part of it as much. There are some of the people who take this very seriously and you kind of get engrossed and you start believing they're actually on Mars. And then, but then you're like, okay, they're not on Mars. This is just ridiculous. And I can't stop thinking of the fact that they need to vacuum the floor. If they don't vacuum that god dang floor soon, I'm going to have an aneurysm. It's bugging me so much. The simulated environment that they're in, they're in Australia, and there's just a lot of red dirt everywhere. So every time they go outside, they pick up all this red dirt on their their costumes, and they come inside and they track it all over the bunker they're in. And there's just this red dirt everywhere. And the person in charge, I can't remember what they call this person in charge, like the leader, the base commander or whatever, is supposed to tell them to clean up failing, failing miserably, someone needs to vacuum that floor. If someone doesn't vacuum that floor soon, oh my gosh, I need to send someone an email. Yeah, it was getting pretty grody, for yeah. sure. It was bad. It was bugging me. So every week they vote someone off, and it's a group consensus, and they, they discuss it right in front of the person. They're just, they all discuss who's going to be voted off in front of everybody else, and then they make a decision, and that person leaves. And so far, people have volunteered to go home. That's pretty much been it, right? Yeah. People have said, please send me home. I can't stand it here anymore. And what's, what's the prize at the end for this? Or I just said it's a trophy. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but what's the show about? Uh-huh. So that stars on Mars. It's on Hulu. Um, and we last night we watched um, of all the things we could watch, Big Brother Canada. Yeah, what do you think of that show? I don't know. I kind of want to see some Big Brother America to compare it. Now, you're a fan of the Big Brother franchise. No, not really. I haven't watched Big Brother in maybe 10 years. Oh. I so, thought you were a bigger fan of it than that. No, not at all. Um, I haven't seen Big Brother in a very long time. Apparently, this year because I pay attention on TikTok to a multitude of things. This year, because of the actor strike, this is why it came across my feed, the actor strike I've been watching a lot of information about. The Big Brother house is now expanding, and they're using different areas of the CBS lot because CBS isn't using those places because... Oh, because of the writer's strike. Because of the writer's strike. And so the Big Brother contestants are allowed out of the house. Fancy. So I kind of wanted to see what was going on with that. And I wanted to see them leave the house for competitions and things like that and see how they were doing that. Because the person I was watching on TikTok said it's a very interesting to see the Big Brother contestants walking outside the house and you don't see this, but logistically they're in a building and they're in a yard and less than, you know, a football field away, there are actors on the street picketing. <laughs> 
and it's very weird to know that. So I wanted to see what it was all about. Yeah, we should definitely check out the American version as well and yeah. see what we what we think. Yep. So Big I, Brother I Canada. I want to like the show, but I I struggle liking it a little bit. It it feels a little bit like it has the depth and content that we felt um, the Jersey Shore hat by comparison yeah. to modern shows. There's th- a whole lot of recap every five seconds. Yeah, I think that the Big Brother Canada also doesn't have the production value that the American version has. I never thought the American version had that much production value. It seemed like oh, maybe you're right. Reality on a shoestring. I haven't seen it in a long time, so maybe you're right. I mean, I they've got know. big sets and things like that, but it's just I I have never been that big of a fan of of the show. I find it interesting, but it, I I never got into it like say the first Survivor or some of the other reality contestant shows. There was another show that was recommended on Reddit called The Mole that people said is very good, but we haven't watched that yet. It sounds kind of like a take on the traitors. And they said if you like the traitors, you'll like the mole. So Well, we should probably check that out. Yep. We've decided what we're going to watch this next week. Yeah, so stay tuned. Find out who the mole is. Well, no, we won't tell you that. Nicole's the mole. Yep. Busted. Guilty. Well, now you don't have to ching, watch ching, it. Ching, ching. <laughs> Mystery solved. In the... Rainbow and Unicorn's justice system, there's two equal important parties. The moles and the people who find them. Yep, that's it. Well, anything else for the good of the everybody? Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you can visit us online at notjustrainbows.net. You can listen to this uh, and previous episodes. You can comment, you can click on links, and uh, achieve uh, all kinds of Mandela effect things which is really, really fantastic. So visit us again. And probably next week we'll have an interview with our favorite vet. Yes. Until then, have an awesome week. Goodbye.